Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was booted! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Ring, 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 ring. May I please speak with Zoe? Oh, hello, Lamorne. Let's patch in Hannah. God, I forgot what it was like working with you guys. Welcome to our show. Hi, everybody, and welcome to our show. Welcome to I'm our show. Zoe. This is Lamorne and Hannah, and we are talking about the show called New Girl. New Girl. Um, um, we're talking about episode 109. 109. The 23rd, written 23rd. by Donna Carey and directed by Jason Weiner. Jason Weiner. A fantastic dream team duo. Mm -hmm. Donna Carey, fantastic, amazing writer. And of course, Jason Weiner, who also um, directed the wedding episode. Wonderful director. Last time on New Girl, episode 109, the 23rd. 
It's nearly Christmas Eve, and before the roommates fly home, they must visit three office parties. Nick's mom is panicked he won't make his flight again, and Jess is panicked because Paul said, I love you, and she said, thank you. Instead of confronting how she feels about Paul, Jess hides in the bathroom. On the other side of the party, Cece is dating a grade-A douchebag who does not like to have fun. He makes fun of her when she wears the mustache Jess got her for Christmas. And it was an awesome mustache. Forced to be sexy Santa, Schmidt is completely humiliated in front of Cece. Winston finds a little buddy, a kid, who definitely shouldn't be at this grown folks party. His name is Alvin. And Winston helps Alvin feel comfortable, which is a nice change of pace for the extremely shy kid. So sweet. Elsewhere, Nick accidentally reveals to Paul that Jess is not in love with him, making it super awkward when the trio gets locked on the patio together. Paul states he cannot take it slow with Jess, and they agree to break up. Schmidt tells his boss he won't be sexy Santa anymore, and she's surprised it took him five years to finally take a stand. Alvin hides after he fears he killed Santa. When Winston finds him, he assures Alvin Santa is alive, and Alvin's mom overhears this and then offers Winston a nanny job, because he's great with kids. Jess is heartbroken, so Nick decides to drive through Candy Cane Lane, the neighborhood famous for its incredible holiday lights. However, it's past 1 a.m. when they arrive and all the lights are off. Big romantic Nick starts yelling and demanding everyone turn on the lights. All the friends join in and one by one, the lights come on. It's a Merry Christmas after all. But Nick will miss his flight. Ooh, sorry, Mom. Now, back to the show. I love this episode. I love this episode for, for a multitude of reasons for myself. I... Growing up, I never really celebrated Christmas for a bunch uh-huh. of random. Yeah, I, I just never did. And so, being on this, filming this episode, I felt like I was having a Christmas moment. You oh, know what you I were. mean? And then I, I really did. I was like, with the lights and people on set talking about Christmas stuff. And I was like, man, this is, oh, I get this holiday. Oh, I get it. I see why people do it every single year. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Hmm. Before we get started, it's something that we do every single episode. Do you want to dive right bear. on in and find the bear? Where's the bear? So this one, thankfully, um, wasn't that difficult to what? find the bear. It's actually behind your head. That's how I found it. What? Yeah. In the mall, there's a Build-A-Bear. Oh. Yeah, I think that's where the bear reference is. So this one was an easier one, which made me feel great because I truly believe there is a bear somehow embedded and I haven't been able to find two. So thankfully it was early on in the episode and I had that sense of relief and then I could sit back and just enjoy watch the, the show. That's right. Enjoy the show. Enjoy. Enjoy. The show. show. Yeah. So the when we start off, you guys are all wearing Roller, roller skates, skates. Oh, which were Jess's <laughs> Christmas present to you. Oh boy, let me tell you something. How I, how were how are you at skating? That was the first time in my life I had worn roller skates. Truly? No way. Truly, <laughs> truly. I I don't know what was going on in my childhood. <laughs> no Christmas, <laughs> no roller skates. Did I have a childhood? I didn't. <laughs> Jesus. So were you nervous the whole time that you were going to fall and hurt something? Absolutely. 
And I did. I want to. I mean, I I, hurt, I once hurt myself eating an almond on a nude girl. So let's just. Be clear. <laughs> that's true. They eating an almond. Eating an almond. Yeah. Mary and cracked his tooth. Cracked my tooth. And, and oh, that's right. You did also porcelain. hurt yourself getting up from the the couch. The couch. I dislocated my thumb. And the bells episode with your wrist. Yep, I swollen hand, swollen wrist. Jamie, and this is the other this thing. episode. No, this episode, and I will get into that later. Oh, I know I, what you're going to say. How did you injure yourself? He oh, injured oh, himself I, internally. <laughs> internally, my, internally. My, my body, you remember, my body wasn't agreeing Zoe, with me. Zoe, oh, Candy Cane Lane. <laughs> I don't oh know. <laughs> Candy Cane Lane. <laughs> Was traumatic for all of us. You, this did you have food poisoning? I don't. I had, I had food poisoning. My stomach was not. We were all locked in the car with you. I wasn't like let releasing the kraken or anything. <laughs> no, I wasn't like letting off no, odd smells. It, but, no, you weren't. But but I remember we were like all aware that you were going to have to run to a porta potty. There were like no closed bathrooms because that no. the candy cane lane set was actually wasn't an actual neighborhood because it wasn't Christmas when we shot this and no. you can't just make a whole neighborhood into Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we were shooting on Disney ranch or something, Disney or, ranch. Um, which is like a, a place where they have a lot of kind of outdoor sets and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, and they had this whole neighborhood um, yeah. set up and they, they, but there wasn't a close bathroom. I remember No working that. bathrooms in those homes. Not no, they weren't all. real houses. No one, and yeah. that was that wasn't great for you. I just I you just made a lot of sounds. Yeah. <laughs> I, like you were like you you were talking you were a, a lot. You were in you were in pain. Well, here's the thing. It felt like a demon getting... was trying to get out of me get out of me. <laughs> a demon, a real demon. <laughs> yeah, I know. And they were trying were to set up the shot and the lights. By... And it was a big moment. But, well, that's the thing. I'm that's gonna say thing. Jake and Max were kinda really yeah, that's the thing. In moments like too. this, in moments like this, if you just have peace, if you just have <laughs> calm, you can get through it. You can just breathe properly. But when you have two dickheads like Jake Johnson <laughs> and Max Greenfield constantly prodding, Max at some point, I do believe, was trying to tickle my stomach. And I was <laughs> like, what, what do you want me to do? Shit myself? What, what do you do? <laughs> I remember is, you saying that. You, I was like, what do you, why would you do like, this There's to a me? consequence to this choice. <laughs> and I kept talking to the microphone so Video Village can hear me, the director, the writers, the producers. I was like, can we just stop right now? Like, and everyone was like, no, we're almost done. We got to get this last shot. Yeah. We got to get this last shot. It was shot. late. I was, like, I was like, it's not a real neighborhood. No one's going to complain. <laughs> like, this is what this whole place is for. Please just let me go and do my thing. And X and Jake wouldn't stop. And I remember Zoe going... Like it was, it was like a big sister, <laughs> very motherly, going, guys, enough. <laughs> enough. <laughs> it did feel like a little kid, like siblings in the car moment, yeah. because we're about to be locked in a car for an undetermined amount of time. Did mm-hmm. everybody go before yeah. we get in the car? And Lamorn, you made a choice, and now we're in the car. We can't get out. We on That's a journey. No, I, I don't think it was a choice because I don't think that I it think the him. situation you were yeah. in was. I didn't know. Was I didn't know. It arose one. in the we car. Had, we had salmon at lunch, and let me tell you something. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. It's such an infamous story because. Oh my god! I forgot it's a very it was that episode. Awkward <laughs> like thing when the whole world lane. knows you gotta go. Yeah. Every single person, there's hundreds Every of people member. that work on a show. And now everybody who's listening to this show, they oh, yes. all know too. Oh, I'm past it now. Guys, I have yeah. a <laughs> stomach of steel. Um, <laughs> no more accidents on my, well, it wasn't an accident. I did not, don't, you just I don't want to put this out there. I did not. 
There was, no, there was no slip and fall, if you know what I'm saying. There was none of that. I do okay. realize, I, I do think uh, like a tone kind of just came out of your, like in, came into your voice that they realized they had to let you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It didn't, it's not like you made it through and then you went. Yeah. You actually, they were like, go get him. I just, I think at one point now. I just went, at one point I just went to Max or, or was it you? I forget who. And I think I just said, move, get out of the way. That's right. <laughs> You're like, I'm a grown man. Why am I waiting for permission? Yeah, I'm getting out of this car. This is silliness. I'm asking you if I can go and use the bathroom. <laughs> That's no, no, right. No, 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 the no, consent move. part started to become a little strange when you were in so much agony. Yeah. You had an anyway, urgent you guys... day with the porta potty. Um, oh, yeah. So Merry anyway, Christmas. on that note, <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Please um, share your Christmas bathroom stories with us at the New <laughs> Girl Podcast. This was our first Christmas episode. I, I really like one thing... Um, I like about this episode that I I feel is very much true about the other episode that Jason Weiner had directed. It feels like a little movie. That's right. Mm-hmm. It has, you know, it's got daytime parts, nighttime parts, the some drama way it's kind of done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, Mostly yeah, on location. Drama. I feel like that also mm-hmm. kind of felt like a little yeah. bit more cinematic. Yeah. But we do get Justin Long back. Yes. And you guys have a very <laughs> interesting uh, dynamic this is this your relationship <laughs> took a very interesting but very funny very very fu- very funny turn um the i love you yes uh, let's talk about that he gives that me two second. tickets to vienna which i was like <laughs> trying to remember like it's funny cuz i hadn't seen this episode in a really long time but i was like wait what does he give me and like what is the plot of this and i was like oh right he gives me two tickets to vienna and and then tickets to the symphony yeah. And um and then I give him a anatomically correct <laughs> heart 50, 50 year of old a fifty year old non smoker. <laughs> um and we realize we're on different pages. That's, yeah. And he gives you, know, you three magic words. The I love you and I say thank you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which is are the two magic words you don't want to hear after the first I love Not you. At all. Not at all. Has that ever happened to you? No. Any of you? Mm-mm. Has it happened to to you, Lamar? Someone no. said, I love you, and you couldn't say it back? No, I, I just, let me tell you something. I I don't say it because I'm afraid of the rejection. Yeah, I, oh, I know, tell, but if, has someone said it to you, though? And has, you, has someone ever said, I love you? Yeah, if they say, I love you, I'll just say it back, even if I don't love them. Can I just tell you what a good way to do it is? <laughs> Drop the first word and add bro love, at the end and then just keep on moving. You, love you, bro. <laughs> love you, bro. Or do you love you? Love, love you, dude. bro. Love you, hey, bro. dude. Hey, or how about friendo? friendo. I love you, friendo. Love yeah. you, friendo. <laughs> oh, I yeah. say much love. No, much love. Nothing much kills love. romance faster than- I have than so much love for you. For you. Yeah. That's right. That's nice. Yeah, I just lie and say it back. That's there's right. no there's no sense of hurting him in the moment. It's like if somebody proposes to you at, at like a basketball game or in front of a crowd of people, just say yes, damn it. Say yes, don't embarrass this person. And when you get in the car, say, I changed my mind. You know what I mean? So at least yeah. you don't embarrass that, that person. That thing I said, I need to unsay. Yeah, that is silly to me. I couldn't I will... say yes in front of all these strangers. What would they think? Say, yeah, hey. Say yes now. They're going to think more if you say no. Yes, exactly. That's right. They're all thinking, but they're going to think more if you say no, and then they're going to stop thinking and be satisfied if you say yes. Exactly. Spare someone's feelings. They put themselves out there. So our advice is to lie. Lie. 
That's <laughs> advice from the I'm not going to say that's advice. I plead the fifth. It's a hard thing if it's two people <laughs> in a private moment and one says, I love you. And mm. they're waiting for the response. Yeah. It's it's a really interesting, like, I just thought it was a really interesting, like, story arc within the episode of, because you guys start to talk about it on the balcony at the Christmas party, mm-hmm. which is Schmidt's Christmas party. And Schmidt is dressed up like sexy Santa, right. <laughs> being Santa. objectified by objectified. all his I hated it. co-workers. I hated and it. Jess is saying, like, like I, I like you. I'm just not on the same page yet. And I have to say, Nick Miller gives some pretty good advice, which is like, come on, man, like, just just slow it down. And you have this girl that likes you. And what's the big deal? Yeah. And it was I just thought it was very I, I agree with Jess and Nick on this. I thought, no, like, I, I why agree. are you going to let this girl go just because she's not there yet? yet. Yeah. Not there yet. People don't love. I realize. And I, I think I want to I don't know who gave me this advice. People don't love equally. Like fifty fifty, it's never it's the ebb and flow, ebb and flow. Yeah, it's like I I love differently than you love. You know what I mean? I might be at twenty percent today, and then it might fluctuate because you. But I guess it's their to call to not be okay with that. I guess you know, yeah. like that's I guess right, and that's I what think, he says exactly. Mm-hmm. He he's like he's like, well, I'm all in, and if you're not, then I just don't feel comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I mean, you can expect that anybody who's not a series regular. <laughs> who's in a relationship with, with one of the characters that they will there will be a breakup at some point that's right the Except fact that Allie. it came from a friend though like the part of the story is that a friend blew up your spot because it's yeah. not probably how jess would have handled oh, yeah. it no. with you, paul and that no you know what Nick i think it is blew him up very very I think it, farcical that. you know what i think it is mm-hmm. i think Moment. i think the writers are genius Right. I think the writers yeah. are genius. They were tapping into Nick's subconscious because we all know where this goes. Correct. He sabotaged the relationship because mm-hmm. he wants in. He wants well, any other actor, I think, I think there are, or I guess some, another performance choice on Jake Johnson's part or maybe another actor's choice could have seemed like that, but really doesn't seem like that. But it seems like sub, maybe subconsciously or something. That's what I mean. Yeah, they tap into he, a subconscious. He does say that thing where they're they're at the mall and they're walking and talking mm-hmm. and he grabs the mm-hmm. the sex gift certificate. The nerdy yeah. weird sex. Nerdy weird sex. And he's teasing her and he goes, I'm saving this for nerdy weird sex with you yeah. later, which kind of goes by sort of unnoticed like and under the guise of like a teasing moment but of course what what yeah. happens later is you guys do with it Nick there and are some people though that <laughs> cannot keep a secret like it just and yeah. so if you know someone's in the dark like it's just really hard for you to be around them because you feel like they're being made a fool of or they're just not aware and so mm-hmm. he just the fact that there was like a relief it looked like on Nick's face yeah when he's like oh yeah I chatted to Jess when Paul says that and he's like oh okay great perfect all right I don't have and to carry this weight anymore <laughs> and it's also part of Jess's subconscious too because you did talk to Sweatback Nick Miller you did oh, give yeah, him that information right. you at this point you know Nick Miller and you decided yeah. to give him the secret that you didn't want to tell anybody. In a we way, didn't actually know about the sweatback yet. We didn't though. know about the sweatback yet, but you definitely but knew about him. I know him. Yeah. You know him. You know. Um, He's not trustworthy. Another thing I noticed in this episode, which I thought was one, disgusting, um, but two, very interesting. Uh, so 
we had the 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 very talented, very handsome Stephen Amell on the show, and you guys kissed Hannah in this. <laughs> and when I tell you, I was like, Dude, I can't. You even, can't kiss. I honestly can't kiss I like did that not, on TV. I did not. I literally it's in the went words, though. under it's a- my couch behind fourteen pillows, and I was just like. What? I will tell you guys, it's in, if the, it's in the words. It's in the script. Like Schmidt goes, l- makes a comment about had the way they're kissing kiss. and said, he basically says it was like a, like, a, a lot tongue, of tongue kiss. Yeah. 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 Well, that's what he says. And so I, Ugh. I guarantee like if it's in the script, like it's hard to, unless you change the line, it's hard to, yeah. You know? Yeah. Hannah, I got to say that was disgusting. That. Yeah. I mean, I remember because Stephen's from Canada. Yep. That's um, not a very Canadian kiss, by the way. It's a French kiss, not very Canadian. <laughs> the it might nicest, be a French kindest. Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. It was a French Canadian kiss. It was kiss. A super, yeah, French Canadian. Super funny. And it was awesome, I think, for me to hang out with him, too, because he was also like an actor kind of starting out, too, in his own way. It was before Arrow. Yeah. And we talked so much about, you know, what we wanted to do and where we hoped our careers went. And we spent a lot of downtime together in a weird way. He um, did that. He did our show right before he got that show. Yeah, he had right just before. come from Hung. On, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, and so he was funny, such a nice yeah. guy and a friend. And so you know, nice. you have to do a stage like kiss with somebody. If the guy is like at least cool and nice and a friend, it makes it way easier way easier than if it's yeah. some like you know strange person so that part at least was nice i will say about that scene when we're doing that photo shoot and schmidt's there giving the perfume the performance part i love from steven mm-hmm. is that the entire time schmidt's <laughs> talking he never looks away oh yeah steven's character never looks I, away and he's so i love that i know i love that performance choice because i was Me like too. I was like, I know that dude that's oh, yeah. like that like can't handle anybody like talking to their girlfriend. You know, like you know that dude who's like so name names. I mean, not that, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people. There's like a that. ton of people like that, but it was There's, such a good performance choice because in that scene he only so has funny. like one or two lines. I know, but he really Makes stands out by making that yeah. choice of yes. just staring him down. Yeah, and like alpha dogging him. Really yes. funny. Super yeah, it was really guy. a funny moment, but yes, and I will, a can very I, gross Can I kiss. just mention this? Because I really wanted to mention this because when I watched it, I was like, the, the, <laughs> there's like a, I take a little issue with the, I mean, it's a joke, of course, the Bolivian diet pill, but I just want to say that the before picture girl also is super beautiful and also oh, looked yeah. amazing. Gorgeous. And Hannah, you looked amazing and she also looked amazing. It was a moment I remember when it happened, but it was so early on the show that I think I was also finding my voice. You know right. what I mean? My yeah. off-screen voice with producers or something. And um, yeah, they, you know, bring in this stunning girl and she introduced herself to me that way. She was like, oh, I'm the before picture of this joke. And I remember being super uncomfortable. I was like, that's such a strange thing. And then thinking of casting and people submitting themselves for it. And it's one of those things that I wonder now, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. 
would that I hate to stand indicate up? that one thing is I mean, but of course it's a joke that that's a ridiculous thing, I think. Of you know? course. But of course it was it's weird like when you think moment. of the actor who has to play that who is gorgeous and yeah. amazing and doesn't need to change at all. Yeah, I was like, um, Ooh, what's her name? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was incredible and cool. She had a, a really great sense of humor around the whole thing, and it was com- it was fine. But it's interesting well, now you both to think beautiful. So just so you if know. we did the show now, and especially with all the women on the show, mm-hmm. and I feel like with a new lens on things, I feel like we would be like, "What's a different way we can make a joke?" Right? Um, yeah, yeah. But it was yeah. one of those moments I remember thinking about at the time, but. She was a very cool, and that scene worked out to be really funny. She played it really yeah, funny. That was funny. I liked how I liked how Schmidt got you your own perfume. It's like such a <laughs> r- Aline Elasmar was Aline the actor, yeah, actress. Okay, that's her name. I, hope, I do I remember. I'm not butchering that, but that's I think that's her name. The funny part too about when he gives that perfume is uh, he has to navigate around the word brown mm, again brown. and his <laughs> oh, situation so awkward. i can't even and my favorite thing is that they just let me let him struggle <laughs> like i'm not sending out I'm not like you. a little life vest for you no, you can drown I? for a minute and see <laughs> how uncomfortable and awkward it is and i do love those moments around race how those things were handled on our show yeah i was like well i was gonna say i was like would they show that moment like in a like race relation education i think they could still show that yeah, <laughs> like yeah, session yeah. like let's show this and show how not to do things it's right. like a it's like a <laughs> industrial <laughs> video for trying to get a job at walmart <laughs> You like, feel it's wrong. Here's That's what the you best don't part. do. Yeah. Here's what you don't do. Okay. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. 
the war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to our show. So we end up at Schmidt's um, office party. I mm-hmm. There's a scene in here that I really loved doing at the time, and I remember like thinking about 
how much I love the scene in the bathroom with you, Cece. I'm calling you Cece. <laughs> <laughs> Anna, um, I love that scene. That was like so fun. And I thought that was like one of the, I mean, we, we got to work together a lot up to that point, but I remember it was like, I feel like it was one of the first times we got like a real nice, long kind of meaty scene where we were just talking. And I liked how we, I liked how we blocked that. Cause it was kind of like on the fly. We were like, Oh, how about we like are leaning against the wall and we're both like frustrated for different reasons. And then we kind of both just end up sitting down kind of dejected in the bathroom, but together as best friends. I love that. I just, I really liked the way that scene turned out and, and shooting it was really fun. And I mean, it's still so my part, like it was one of those authentic moments. It was still so like my party vibe of like, what is like um, eating cookies and hiding from confrontation, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I think is the line. And Mm -hmm. I I did love that sisterhood moment because it was just two girlfriends being there for each other and avoiding their dates and rather being in like a gross bathroom. (laughs) Yeah. And that's a real bathroom because that was, again, at the New Girl um, writing offices, right? Yeah. Where the producers and writers were. And so that's a real (laughs) working bathroom. And I remember being like, we're going to be there and like sit on the floor and have to eat. That's not, you know, I'm (laughs) I'm the worst with those types of things. Like I would, I would demand, and this is not a joke, I'd say, I want to see somebody bleach this floor. I just, (laughs) I can't do it. Every house, every apartment, every place that I've ever moved into, I have them replace the toilets. I, there's something about I know a lot of people that the do bathroom. That. Yeah, the bathroom. I I don't know. It's really weird. I don't know what has going on in there. Thankfully, we didn't have to go into any a cubicles. You have to go. We were close stall. to the door. Donate those toilets to like Habitat for Humanity or something because they probably were totally. I fine ground. Toilets. I grind them down. <laughs> into uh into dust and then i make oh, a Lamar. painting out of them uh, i was just gonna say that i think about these little moments because they're like establishing moments of the show because we're going to hit schmidt's office party at associated strategies very mm-hmm. typical boring name but the fact that the shorthand is astrat <laughs> is so far is smart I can't all the talk about like Candy Cane Lane and these toilets being replaced. Yeah, this is the can't you guys the toilet. It was so smart and so funny, even in those little choices that then stay around for seasons that Schmidt works at Astrat. Astrat. Yes, yeah, that was super funny. Yeah, it was super funny. Um, and I love. Uh, Lamorne, your storyline here is that you make friends with the son of Michaela Watkins' character. Yes. Um, and you're the only person that he likes and that she is going to offer you a bunch of money to babysit him. Yeah. And you had been really wanting a job. Maybe mm-hmm. not that job, but. Maybe not that job. I, I You know, I, I really did. Lo- I did love that storyline. That remember, kid was remember, super cute too. So yeah, cute. Um, the, his name was Elvin. His character's name was Elvin. Um, uh, Blake Garrett is his name. It, it's such a cool young actor. Like he was, the way he took direction was insane. Like he would do these little bits, and he would, and I want to say the way Jason was talking to him as if, as if he was a pro. Like he knew exactly how to talk to a child actor. He knew exactly how to get the performance out of him. And for me, this was, again, New Girl was my first big acting experience. So I'm learning a bunch of, I hadn't done a bunch of movies. I'm learning how to, I'm learning where my wheelhouse is. 
and having this conversation and like speaking to a, a kid and like as a big brother type of type of deal, I had I had fun doing it. And it was a it was a, a learning experience for me because I said, man, this is I, we could get mileage out of out of this dynamic between me, him and his mom. Um, and it was and it was again, it was it was just a, a fun eye opening experience for me and where I where I play best. It's also like a connection back to that wedding episode that yeah. Weiner directed where mm-hmm. you had that storyline. You had a dance off with a kid. With a kid. Yes. Yeah. That's more grown than their age. Yeah. But those, you know, what's so funny about the differences between those two kids. I mean, they're adults now, so they don't probably don't mind me saying um, they are two different kids. Let me tell you something. The kid, <laughs> the kid uh, <laughs> from the wedding episode was a tyrant <laughs> that dude was hilarious like i'm talking 6 a.m jacked through the mountain dew <laughs> was just running around like t- literally talking shit to people like he would like he would come up to me and jake Very, like, he had a lot of confidence a lot of confidence extreme confidence <laughs> which fit his character which fit his character yeah. so i don't know which one was him or which one was the character but he was it was very funny and i wondered too on this episode if you secretly were a little bit happy that this kid keeps calling you lebron you know <laughs> if you're gonna be called anybody it was one of the highlights of my life i know <laughs> i was like he must have been so happy hey like, lebron he's amazing. like i will answer to that uh, yes, I'll I was like, it. this is amazing. Oh, wait, but you didn't say the what the the kid Elvin was like because well, you were kid, saying what the kid oh, Elvin was from- was was a sweetheart. Yeah, he was so calm. He was so he was a kid. He got tired yeah. at one point, and he was like, "Cause he's Aww. a kid, he's he's a, a he should go home. He should go yeah. home. We'll figure it Aww. out." You know what I mean? And it was um, especially now having a kid, I'm I'm reminded of how delicate they are and okay. how they wear their emotions on their sleeves and and. They can't help it. They just they'll say what they feel, and you know it was. I have uh, a hard time working with kids, actually, not because I don't. I'm I love kids, but I have a hard time because I'm like they should be playing, not working, yeah. and it's hard for me. I think to separate myself from that, and I I get some kids just like really love it and thrive in it, but it's hard for me when they're working, and especially when it goes beyond the play of it and and yeah. you know they need to get something out of the kid they need to get the kid to do something it's like i'm like this is not a grown up who is coming here to work and you know has a lot of experience and you know this is a child and a child. they get tired and hungry and you know mm-hmm. cranky and all the things that kids need to work out and and it's hard it's it's hard for me just to like you know cuz i I just, I feel so protective of them. So, um, but yeah, definitely I've worked with kids that just totally thrive in the environment and I, I, I get that, but it's, it's not, it's not every kid. Yeah. Let me pose a question to you guys because it's brought up in the episode. Um, if there is a big holiday thing coming, whether it's Valentine's day is the next day or the next week, or it's your, girlfriend or boyfriend's birthday party and you know you want to break up is the right thing to let them have their birthday party and break up afterwards because this is a big conversation in the episode or is there no good time to break up with somebody because there's always going to be something else and you break up with them the moment you feel that it's not right for you that's selfish that's selfish 
I think it so depends on the circumstance. Mm. I believe, I believe that you should, you should wait. You should wait until after the holiday. Well, wait two parts. and have a horrible holiday. Well, there's, well, there's two parts to it. <laughs> you're going to have a horrible holiday anyway if you break up with someone. Um, so I, you know, there's two ways to look at it. If you're cheap, right? If you're like me and you're cheap, um, no, I'm not cheap. I, I that's you're, a you're not so generous. Yeah, you're not, not, you are. I would say you're one of the most generous people. <laughs> that's I know. true. I'll give you that. I'm not like, cheap. Like incredibly generous and but, thoughtful. So, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. But for that's those true. who, but for those who are, for those who are balling on a budget. You know what I mean? You might want to break up with them before the holiday because you don't have to go out and spend all all that money on each other. You know what I mean? And but that's a very selfish way to look at things. I say you go through with it, get a really inexpensive, cheap gift, something that's so thoughtless, like <laughs> something that's so stupid and dumb, something that says I'm not in it anymore. But doesn't quite say it, you know what I mean? So maybe something they start that makes them the kind of mad enough to break up with you. Exactly, self sabotage. <laughs> self-sabotage and then you can go what on christmas how could you do this to me no and then you, leave. you got me a super soaker, a super soaker. <laughs> <laughs> what are you Rude. trying to say like yeah eggnog in it yeah <laughs> i definitely ascribe to that belief that there's no good time there's always something else there's hmm. always going to be that it's christmas and it's new year's then it's valentine's then it's somebody's birthday and you guys have planned a trip together with friends and it will never and you can always mm. find an excuse to stay. Do it right before summer. You can go to the beach. You know what I mean? I, I think it depends. <laughs> I really do. Um, the shift in the weather. I just remember, I think that's a that's Jess's thing, right? Is there always going to be something else? Or I don't know if Nick says that, but I remember that conversation that happens in this episode. Yeah. And I mean, it is the, it is the, it's the, it's the question. It's the question. Know? Do you it's, say it's I love you back? When do you break up? These are big things. Many good answers to it. Or many bad answers. Many bad answers. <laughs> or both. Many what bad answers. What might be right for you may not be right for some. That's right. Wise, yeah. A wise man once said that. I'm not. <laughs> hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating 
for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, was we'll it? Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wow. 
I actually don't just act in this show. I also sing in it, but oh. you don't know it because my, well, you might know it if you know my band, She and Him, mm-hmm. but we have put out our first Christmas album. That's right. The same year that New Girl started this season one. And uh, we had a one of our Christmas songs at, as the ending song of the episode, I'll oh. Be Home for Christmas. Can you... Can you can you play us a little bit? Of, get one of those lovely guitars from behind your head and just. <laughs> no. Okay. I, I do. I do want to say something that I was disappointed in the writers, creators, in the studio, and the fans and the actors on this particular episode. Um, You're really from, taking issue. I was pissed in society as a whole. Okay. From the get it out the weight that they put on. Uh, uh, on us sexy men and it was personified in this episode the way they treated Schmidt I just want to (laughs) say he's not an object which is I do believe one of the lines in the show men we don't appreciate that yeah how are you disappointed with us though as actors because y'all agreed to do the show you didn't quit I, I put up flyers Mm. around the set I tried to quit quit. I don't remember those flyers I tried you didn't see the flyers no, I Man, yeah, no, I missed get, them. You I will say just to more. excuse myself from this conversation <laughs> because I do believe it was Cece is the one who told Schmidt that how he was being treated was wrong and he was more than a hot body yeah. and to go stand up for himself. So yeah. um Yeah, infuriated me. I was I was I was infuriated and I will <laughs> and I regret this episode when they treated Schmidt <laughs> for all those men well, out there. I guess that's it then. Um, <laughs> um, final question. Do you guys think that running around telling everyone to turn the lights on on Candy Cane Lane, <laughs> do you think that's a romantic gesture? Or do you think that's disturbing the peace? Um, that's disturbing the peace. I do believe um, yeah, I agree. it was I ridiculous agree. and someone would have gotten shot if she did that yeah. in the wrong When time. he marched up to the door, yeah, I like, was like, Bro, wow. you're lucky you're not in Texas. <laughs> I, I was also That's like, true. only you or Max <laughs> could have walked up to that door. Yeah, I was like, yeah, we everybody else will stay in the middle of the street or in you the didn't car. See Winston marching up to the door, knocking. No, I was not. Ooh, <laughs> you, you out of your damn mind. Yeah, um, um, that was you know, a lovely TV moment, though. It was it, a it very. Was good, sweet it made good TV. Moment. It made good TV, but we wouldn't do it in real life because that would be rude. Um, very yeah. rude. There's a That'd time frame. We're doing also, this cute thing for everybody to come see our street here's the time frame show in reality the yeah also in reality those streets that that where everyone gets crazy into christmas they keep their lights on pretty darn late so if we were if we were waking everybody up it was really 4 a.m it was was, flight was was at 4 a.m and he missed it so also like so inappropriate yeah super inappropriate Mm -hmm. but um but I will say, do you guys like these little like candy cane lane places? Like, have you gone to streets where they decorate? Because I never had before this episode. I was like, wait, what? What is this? And now that I have kids, like, this is the thing that is exciting um, around Christmas time is to go around and look at light. Like after it gets dark, walk around and, you know, walk around or drive around yeah. and find the places where they people have the good Christmas decorations. On my street, they get they get they get pretty into it. Right around the corner for me. And uh and again now that I have a kid, I'm like this is going to be this is going to be so cool. So fun. This is going to yes. be cool. And now I have to put 
you know, lights on my house. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, those you blow show up, up and things. show out. Yeah. I'm the just blow up things are big, pretty yeah. easy. Because they, they take up a lot of room and you just plug it in. And it just, you know, and the yeah. kids love those. They work for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can we also talk about Christmas parties for a second? Did you guys ever go Christmas to big part- office Christmas parties before? I love a Christmas party. Yeah. Oh, man, it always felt like to me like the best thing to go and get a real free show because there was always going to be a couple wild cards, people you never expected in your office that was mm-hmm. going to be like open bar or cheap bar mm-hmm. and they were going to hit it hard and you would get to see a whole other side of Brenda that <laughs> yeah. you had never seen mm. before. Brenda get crazy. She Let me tell you something about Brenda. Brenda don't Brenda don't have home training at the, <laughs> at the, at the office Christmas party. <laughs> um, that's a universal truth about yeah. any group of people. I think you just pointed out, Hannah. So props to you. But universal truth that you like have a group of say six or eight or more people, and one of them's gonna get crazy. Oh yeah. If Best. they have a if they have a drink, you know, one of them is a. <laughs> one of them is either a funny or a bad drunk. You right? almost always want to, inv- even though you know it's a scene and it's a spectacle, you always, you always intentionally invite that person. You're like, <laughs> yeah. Mine was always like a guessing be. who's the wild card going to be. Like who's it yeah. going to be? Because you would have no idea. Yeah. I remember not who you expect. Never who you expect. And I, yeah. I remember when I worked at Much Music in Canada, we had these big Christmas parties that would happen. And, I would go, and my whole philosophy is this. If it's like an office Christmas party, if it's a crew wrap party, you are still at work. Mm-hmm. You are around people you That's work my, with. Yeah, don't. That's don't. it. Yeah, I don't drink it pretty much at no, all. Not yeah. a, for me, that's just like a rule. Go do that with your friends or your whatever, but don't. But other people have different approaches. And I remember at this Much Music Christmas party, um, the following September, there mm. were a couple babies that Ooh. came uh that showed up oh <laughs> <Much> music. <laughs> my god and they were a christmas party Do you from uh, think they did two producers the that like you know? didn't really know it was i just remember being like wow okay you uh <laughs> that night continued that's, for you that's some soap opera stuff i know i know that's amazing <laughs> much good office well those Kids have the office party to thank for their existence. So, oh yeah, <laughs> right? that's pretty awesome. Seeds while listening to a She and Him Christmas album. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope so. I hope so. That's what we want to set the tone for. It's real baby um, making. That's music a very sweet September idea. September children, actually. I guess. Yeah, September children. <laughs> the Christmas soundtrack from Zoe. <laughs> Ooh, that could be a song. Yeah. Um, okay, guys, are you ready to play True American? Yes, I am. Pew, 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 pew. All right, welcome to True American, where the rules change weekly and you leave more confused than when you showed up. This week, we're taking a game suggestion from Chelsea and Eddie Gomez, who want to hear us play Six Degrees of New Girl. Thanks, <laughs> Chelsea and Eddie. Do we want this or not? Okay, I I'll guess. I'll try it. Let's do I it. I guess we're following directions from Chelsea and Eddie. Um, all right, here are the rules. Um, one of us will give the other to a celebrity and a new girl cast member to connect um to connect them to 
in six degrees or less based on people with whom they have appeared in movies or TV shows. Okay. Yeah, okay. So like an example, if you connected Steve Carell to Max Greenfield, you would say... Can I, I do he, this? Can I go yeah. first? Can then this it, be mine? Yeah. Because yeah. Cool. Oh. here's the deal. Here's the truth. I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody. I don't remember things. I can't figure it out. But I do believe that Zoe... Mm-hmm. knows almost anyone. So I would just say Steve Carell knows Zoe and Zoe knows Max Winkler. Well, you can't I talk about who knows who. <laughs> I do know. I mean, I've met Steve Carell. Yes. He's so nice. But guys. See, um, it worked. I don't think it's knows. I think it has to be worked with, right? Ran into once at a bar. I think it has to be worked with. Yeah. Steve so, Carell, but, you've never worked with Steve this, Carell? I haven't worked with him, unfortunately. I mean, yet, guys, yet. But that was just an example because Steve Carell and Max Riefer, then they do a movie together. I think they did, was it Was it The Big Short? Oh, yeah. Or was he yeah. not, was Max not in The Big Short? No, Max was in The Big Short. Max was in The Big Short, yeah. He's one of the agent guys. Max is really good in The Big Short. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So Max doesn't Steve he play Carell like a realtor in Florida or he something? Pu- yeah, you don't a, even need a, anybody a finance to guy, like, like a mortgage yeah. guy. Him so and, it's just and a Billy straight Magnuson. shot. Yeah, Steve to Max didn't even need the Zoe connection. Right. So let's connect. That's my hack of this game. <laughs> yes. Okay. So let's start with connecting Leonardo DiCaprio to Jake Johnson. Hmm. Okay, Leonardo DiCaprio to. Oh, Jake I Johnson. have it already. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Okay. Leonardo DiCaprio was in Romeo and Juliet with Claire Danes. Uh-huh. Oh. Um, Claire Danes was in Shop Girl with Jason Schwartzman. Whoa. And Jake Johnson and Jason Schwartzman were in a short film uh, together. About astronauts. Which, yes, astronauts. Whoa. Wow. That was okay. good. I mean, I'm sure there are other ways to connect them, but that's oh, just for what sure. I thought of. Wow. Okay. That was, that was pretty quick. One. I was going to mm-hmm. say... No, nope, I wasn't gonna say that. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty. Good. Yeah, that was quick. Okay, yeah. all right. Next one. Uh, we we have time for one more. We got time for one more. Okay, we could just pick one of us and then pick an actor, like one of your favorite actors. Oh, mm. Marianne Cotillard to Zoe Deschanel. Marianne Cotillard was in. I have Dark a really Knight good Rock. one. I got, I got it already. I got it okay. already. Okay. Oh, Marianne oh. Cotillard was in Dark Knight with Zoe. Uh, with with Joey King. Joey King was in New Girl. With uh, Zoe. There, we there go. you go. That was a quickie. Boom. Um, she was also in a movie with Joe Gordon Levitt. Ah. Uh, and the name's escaping me. It's one of those uh, like kind of intellectual thrillers. What's the name? It's a good movie. I just can't remember the name. Third Rock uh, from the Sun. It was called Third Rock from the Sun. <laughs> um, hang on, I'm gonna I, uh, let me look it up. Um, but I uh, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. We're pretty good at this game. Although Hannah didn't guess one. I did initially <sighs> in the example. That, that does not count. <laughs> Steve Carell once hung out at Denny's on Fairfax. That and Zoe Max- walked in. There's a full <laughs> menu. She was happy. They said, "What's up?" Oh wait. Uh, <laughs> they were in, wait. 
it, now they're saying Dark Knight Rises, but what's the Chris? No, because it was another Christopher Nolan movie. In- Inception. Inception. Ah, yes, she was yes. Inception. Because I remember when he was shooting that movie. I also had DiCaprio. It's all coming full circle, you guys. And DiCaprio, Ooh. yes. Um, I we remember just won this him game. telling me about that. Yeah, uh, that was a that was we connected a very good them movie. all. Now what? Now yeah. what? It, Inception <laughs> is the missing link. That's movie. right. We That's just right. inceptioned this true American. Yeah, Chelsea Crushed and Eddie. Crushed it. <laughs> sure Next. Chelsea. Shout out to Chelsea and Eddie Gomez for trying to stump us, but it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> We're geniuses. We inceptioned you. I just um, ge- out, out geniused you guys. And what do we always say on this show, folks? Lamorne is a genius. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. When um, have, when have we said that? That's something we always say. That I think Daniel, the producer, he's using the cuts, royal we for himself. That's what's it out. It, oh, it got cut out. Yeah, it always oh, okay. gets cut out. I just have no memories of it. It's no, weird. yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Thank you guys for listening Thank yet you. again. Thank you guys. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts because it'll make Lamorne so happy. Thank Holiday spirit, much. y'all. Spread it with stars. Spread yeah. that love. Spread that love. Like and subscribe. We love you. Like and subscribe. And please always remember, if you got any ideas, questions, comments, or concerns, please shoot them our way. We will definitely not address them. (laughs) (laughs) We might. We might. We will do our best. We'll do our best. We love you guys. Love you. Give everyone a big kiss like Hannah did, Stephen. (laughs) (laughs) Ask permission first. (laughs) Consent. Consent. Permission. You've been listening to Welcome to Our Show, a New Girl Recap podcast. Welcome to Our Show is a production of iHeartRadio, hosted by Zoe Deschanel, Lamorne Morris, and Hannah Simone. Our executive producer is Joelle Monique. Our engineer and editor is Daniel Goodman. The Welcome to Our Show theme song was written by Zoe Deschanel, performed and produced by Zoe Deschanel and Pierre DeReeder. Follow us on Instagram at Welcome to Our Show Pod. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, you can email us at Welcome to Our Show Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share far and wide. Thanks for listening. We'll hear you next week. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really needs your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. 
Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 